Welcome everyone to Couch Potato Diary. It is a Wednesday, I forgot what day it was. That's why there was a weird pause there. We are coming to you from the Clearwater Cleaning Solutions broadcast studio. Clearwater Cleaning Solutions is a one-stop locally owned commercial and residential cleaning company that focuses on providing the highest level of cleaning services and supplies to their clients. Visit them online at clearwatercleaningsolutions.com. Um, so earlier today, the Toronto Blue Jays make a trade as Matt Chapman is on his way to the Bluebirds in exchange for four prospects. I thought it was a great trade for the Blue Jays. It was one I was excited about. And because of that, I went to Twitch to talk to the people. So uh, my breakdown of that whilst playing video games is here. This is a great day for the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, it's not like the last time they traded for a high-level third baseman from the Oakland Athletics, but I don't know if it's necessarily as far off. Um, obviously, like when they, they traded for Donaldson, Donaldson was an MVP candidate, so that's... That, that's not what the Blue Jays are getting here in Matt Chapman. Uh, the trade is Chapman to the Blue Jays for four prospects. Uh, the most notable, I guess, would be Kevin Smith. I guess the most familiar to Blue Jays fans would be Kevin Smith. Um, <laughs> and so th this is a huge boost for this Blue Jays team. We've talked before about how there's a, a need on the infield, or at least there was a need on the infield to try to improve this team. You couldn't go into the year starting both Biggio and Espinal. Now, and we'll talk about what the Blue Jays might potentially be doing next, um, but now to have that platoon of Biggio, Espinal at second base and have Chapman at third, this is not just a plus defender at third base. This might be the best defensive third baseman in the league. And now you have that at third base. At shortstop, you have Bo Bichette, who everyone is waiting for him to fall off, and he continues to not fall off. You love how the defense sets up on the left side of the infield, and over on the um, over on the right side, you have Vlad Guerrero Jr., who was miles better as a first baseman than anyone thought he would have been. And then at second base, it's either Espinal and Biggio, and you, you are fine with how that sets up. So I think for Toronto defensively now, this makes them, you feel very confident about what you're doing defensively. Offensively, there is a little to be desired for Chapman. At least there has been over the last couple of years. He has shown in the past that he can be a, a complete offensive hitter, but he, he strikes out a lot. And that's going to be, I think, a frustration. But I also think with this ballpark and coming to the American League East instead of the cavernous ballparks that you play in in the American League West. Um, understanding Safeco isn't necessarily safe or whatever they call the ballpark in Seattle now. Um, understanding that though that that's not like as big of a, a pitcher's ballpark as it used to be, it's still not Fenway. And like the home ballpark in Oakland, it's a little bit tricky in that ballpark at times if you want to be a power hitter, which uh, I think Chapman would, would fancy himself. So coming to Toronto, that's going to be a major boost, I think, for him. So I think you're going to see that offensive production go up, but th this is not... 
this is not a, a trade I think that is going to be judged on whether this dude gets back to hitting 275 or anything like that. He's going to be probably toward the bottom of the lineup, but what he is going to provide with that glove is something this Blue Jays team just has not had um, at third base in a very, like basically since uh, around the time that uh, this video game that we're playing on Twitch came out with um, guys like Corey Koski and Scott Rowland. Like they, they haven't had this type of a guy over there. Donaldson, I guess, could be up there in, in terms of a glove over at third base. Um, Donaldson certainly made some fantastic plays over there. But th this is, again, one of the best defenders in the league that you are getting for the Blue Jays. So I, I think it just, it makes this team that much better. And when you looked at Fangraph's um, projections, this was already projected to be maybe the top team in the American League East. And we all understand the Yankees probably aren't done. I am surprised at how quiet it has been out of Boston. They seem to be coming into second place a lot on these guys. And, I mean, doesn't break my heart at all. But I am I would expect the, the Red Sox kind of do something after a year that exceeded a lot of people's expectations for the Red Sox. But the Blue Jays continue to show that they are right there. That this is... This is a wonderful move. I, I see absolutely no issues with what the Blue Jays did. Um, I I will trade prospects for best defensive third baseman in the game 100 times out of 100. All day, every day. In terms of what could be next for the Blue Jays now, uh, reports are that they are looking at a Jose Ramirez trade, as unlikely as that may be. That's not something I'm getting my hopes up on too much, because... It seems like the Guardians are looking to maybe stay competitive, and I wonder if adding an extra playoff team into the mix has made them uh, feel like they, they can be a little bit more competitive, and maybe they, they fancy themselves one of the top 12 teams. Um, so I, I would be surprised if the Blue Jays were to make that trade to to go out and get a um, to go out and get a Jose Ramirez, but I love that they're thinking about it. And I, I still think, if you really want to round out this order, I still think there is one more bat to get. Um, I am very much on record that I'm not a Randall Grichuk fan, and I, I think the thought of him as the, the designated hitter, even on some nights, is not ideal. I think it would be perfect if the Blue Jays were able to move that salary and be able to, to go out and maybe add a, a couple of more things. But I, I think with all this talk about the Blue Jays like going for it, I think now it is like pedal to the metal. Like I, I love that they were in on Freeman. I love that they're in talks uh, on Ramirez. I, I just I love how aggressive they are being. And Will tweeted it at me before. They are. They're running this team like it's a video game. And you just you love to see your team be that competitive for from any kind any standpoint right um and so like for Ramirez to put him at second base would make the Blue Jays the best lineup in baseball Freddie Freeman I don't know what his appetite is to just be a designated hitter at this point I can't imagine it is high um but maybe you split time with him and Vladdy over at first base and you get enough out of that 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 he is okay but that would obviously make this one of the best lineups in baseball it already is one of the best lineups in baseball but if you go out and really make another one of those home run moves, I think it can just add that much more to everything. So those are my uh, initial two cents on this deal. If you have any thoughts at all about the trades, uh, put them in the uh, in the chat on the Twitch stream. And otherwise, let's just uh, let's have some fun playing some video games.
The music that you hear on Couch Potato Diary is provided by Wasted Talent. Find them on Instagram at Wasted Talent with X's where the A's would be, and find the producer on Instagram at Taught Me Fresh Music. So just wanted to add a couple of things to the back end of that conversation from Twitch again, twitch.tv slash primetimepk. Use the promo code primetimepk when you go to swiftlifestyles.com and get 15% off drinks that'll help you focus for your next gaming session. Um, this obviously, I, I think, like, the the goal for the season is clear for the Blue Jays, right? Like, it, the, at least make the postseason. It would be great if they could make the postseason and not have to play in the wild card round. Aside from that, like, this is a team that needs to be competing for a championship. That That's where this team's head needs to be at. To get them to that point, I do think that another, I mean, another impact bat would be maybe a little bit much, but I think you need another impact arm in that bullpen. I, I think they like their starting pitching depth where it is at right now. I would like to see them add one more. And I, I think something that hasn't been discussed a lot, I think they need to figure out what's going on at the, the catcher position this year because Danny Jansen has not been able to stay healthy. Alejandro Kirk is adorable and we all love him very, very much. But I think he needs to prove that he is consistent at the big league level this year because this is not a team now that is looking at developmental projects. This is a team that is looking again at championships. So I think that that is an area of interest for this Blue Jays team. We'll see what happens with Jose Ramirez. My guess now is Freddie Freeman is on his way to the Dodgers, as great as that would be. My one concern about this Blue Jays team it's a lot of righties in that lineup. I I would like a little bit more flexibility when it comes to the lineup in terms of the Blue Jays and what they can do from a righty-lefty situation. That would be, I guess, my one critique of where this Blue Jays squad is currently at. So that's, that's where I would like to see the Blue Jays kind of go. In terms of other things that have happened in the world of sports, one of the big names on my trade list is off the board in the National Hockey League as Tomas Hurdle has signed an eight-year extension worth $8 million a year for San Jose. For the Sharks, that's great because this is the guy, I, I, I think the world of this player. I think he is someone that you build around. For Hurdle, I don't know if he's just not paying attention to what's going on in San Jose or or what's going on there, but it's that that is not a situation I'd want to be sticking around in long term. So I was surprised to see that this is where this went down. Um, I I just if I were him, that's not a scenario I'm sticking around in long term. It's 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 just it's not. So I, I was surprised to see that move come down today. But that that is a power forward off the board. I don't. It never seemed like there was a ton of buzz around him trade-wise, but he was someone who I definitely had an eye on uh, this trade deadline season. We're seeing a couple of moves. Uh, Frank Vitrano gets moved. A lot of teams just kind of circling cap space. I thought Colorado did a great job with Manson the other day. That is a, a fantastic acquisition for a team that is having a bit of an issue depth-wise and high-end depth-wise with the injuries that they have. This is another player who I think adds a lot to the Colorado Avalanche. Just a couple of notes from Raptors-Lakers the other night, and just from the basketball that we watched the other night, it was Raptors-Lakers and 76ers-Nuggets. This isn't going to be a full diary entry or anything like that, but just a couple of quick notes here. One, man, oh man, the, the other night really solidified to me that Nikola Jokic is the MVP of this league. That team isn't close um, to anything 
if Jokic isn't on that team. Not saying that Embiid isn't important. Embiid had a baller game, and you could see there was a level of give a damn for Embiid that was just like a higher level out there. Like he wanted to prove he was the best big man in the league, and he might be, but in terms of value, there was no- Bones Highland was the second best player for the Denver Nuggets in that game. And Jokic is just his ability to, to stretch the floor um, as a big man, his ability to really start the breakout offensively in, in transition is remarkable. And I think his he doesn't get enough credit defensively, man. Like I, I get he's not. Dikembe Mutombo, he is not, but he is still someone who I think is a big enough body and has just an understanding of the game that he puts himself in good positions defensively, but the rest of that team sucks, dude, and they, again, came away with a big win against the Philadelphia 76ers. This was another game against a good team that James Harden was a little bit quiet in. Um, It wasn't as bad as the Brooklyn game from about a week ago, but this was a game that James Harden, I thought, kind of needed to step up. Like, you had a clear edge with Embiid over Jokic in that game. Embiid was phenomenal, and I think you needed Harden to kind of step up, and and he he did not. Um, so that's it's it's a little concerning from a 76er standpoint going forward. Raptors Lakers Raptors just kicked the shit out of them, and that was just beautiful to see that Lakers team. Like it's they have a bunch of guys who kind of know where they're supposed to be, but can't execute once they get there. Like it's it's all it all. <laughs> Not all of them are like peak all-star players, but a lot of it looks like when the Monstars came and took the talents away from some of those NBA players in Space Jam. That That's what it looked like where it's okay, I'm in this spot and here we go and clang and Russell Westbrook cannot finish at the rim anymore and like it, it's just there's a lot of ooh in that Laker team and I... I mean, look, I'm not breaking any news. This is a concerning trend for this Lakers squad going forward, and there's just no flexibility to get out of this situation. But they, they are they are in a world of hurt right now in L.A. It's a bit of a quick one today. It's a busy time around these parts, uh, so that's going to put a wrap on the show today. Coming to you from the Clearwater Cleaning Solutions broadcast studio, join their March Madness promotion. If you phone and book and mention that you want to book the March Madness promotion, you will get 10% off your first invoice with them. Have a great day, everyone, and I'll talk to you all later. I'm out. <laughs>